You're listening to episode 24 of the Fat-Fueled Female Podcast. Welcome to the Fat-Fueled Female Podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Chow, a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and proud dog mama of two. I am obsessed with helping women achieve their goals, feel confident in their skin, and become empowered health advocates. This podcast is designed to help ambitious women thrive on a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, so tune in each week as we talk all aspects of nutrition, improving your fitness, enhancing your mindset so that you can take inspired action and live your best life, all starting from the inside out. I'm so happy to have you here. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about one of the biggest objectives people say when it comes to improving their nutrition, when it comes to improving their health. That is, I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. And in this episode, I'm going to give you three key tips at the end of this episode To make the time and stop saying you don't have the time because you do have the time. Now, what I want you to consider is saying you don't have the time, to be blunt, is basically saying you just don't care about making changes to your health because people carve out time and place value on what they deem as important. For example, if you have kids, you wouldn't be like, sorry, I don't have time to make you dinner tonight. Or to your boss, sorry, I don't have time to finish this project. You would never. You make the time for what you see as important. And I find for a lot of women, we come up short on the totem pole. We put everyone's needs before ours, our partners, our children, our fur babies, if you have dogs like me, family, parents, friends, errands, Cleaning, cooking, all of it, all of those needs get put before our personal needs. You know, as a one, as women, we wear so many hats, especially if you're a mom. I have a lot of clients who are moms and moms are superheroes. But what I want you to consider is if you took maybe a percentage, even 5% of what you do for everyone else, and put that energy into yourself, how much of your life could actually change? Time just slips away and moves faster and faster. So the someday, one day thought process just doesn't work. It feels like six months can literally pass by with a blink of an eye. So if you don't put the time in and take the time and make the time to improve your health, Another six months, another year, another five years, another decade will just pass by and you will be so much worse than where you are today because our problems only expand and get bigger over time. If you don't take action, don't take action and commit to making a change. And I find many women who have a dieting history have this you know, all or nothing mentality, which I think is really terrible. I had this mentality for so many years 
And it's like, if I can't do my hour or 45 minute workout, I just won't do it at all, right? Or if I can't eat healthy all day, I'll just eat whatever I want. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start fresh on Monday. I'll let the weekend pass. You know, this week was quote unquote bad. And what I want you to consider is a 10 minute workout is better than nothing. A healthy dinner is better than garbage all day. And it's about creating small changes in your life that don't feel hard. That's the difference between checking off another diet and designing and creating a lifestyle change, right? When you throw so many things into your world at once, your brain can go into overwhelm and it can be like, screw this crap, this is too difficult, right? Small changes that don't feel hard is what my motto is and what I really emphasize to clients. So first off, when people say my schedule is slammed, I don't have time to learn about nutrition. I'm going to call BS on that. (laughs) That's, you know, what's great about technology, not when I went to high school. When I went to high school, it was like you had to read from a textbook. That was pretty much how we learned. We, you know, teachers drew on chalkboards or whiteboards. And that was like really, you know, how you learned. It was all memorization. And what's great about technology now is you can learn anywhere. You can listen to an audiobook, you can listen to a podcast, you can do an online online course multitasking on the way to work. You can listen to that audiobook or that podcast in your car, when you're cooking, when you're cleaning, when you're walking your dogs, when you're at the gym. That is what is so beautiful is you can learn when you're doing other things throughout the day, when you're doing errands that, you know, you got to clean your house, you got to get groceries, you got to drive your kids to school, you got to do all these things, but you can expand your mindset and your knowledge with technology today. I cleaned it. So there's no excuses not to learn. It's just, you're not choosing to learn. You're choosing to watch Netflix. You're choosing to, you know, listen to music, which is good, but Is that really, it's relaxing, it's relaxing, it can be peaceful, it can amp you up if you're at the gym, but what I want you to consider is there is a limited amount of time everyone has in the day and you can choose, you can make the decision to expand your own personal mindset and knowledge base with technology. I cleaned out my entire storage locker, which took me six hours. I think a little bit longer. And I listened to, I think it was a quarter or half of David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. And holy crap, this is one of my favorite audiobooks by far. I think it's something I will listen to each year just because his story is so powerful. And he says, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And I love how blunt he is. He says, our society is soft. People make up a zillion excuses, which is so true. And he has this 40% rule, which which basically says that, you know, when you get that feeling that you're like completely tapped out, you're exhausted, you're done, you actually are only 40% done. You still have 60% left in the tank. And if you listen to this audiobook, highly, highly, highly recommend, recommend it. You will understand what I'm talking about. And that really stuck with me. So I used to run a lot back in my 20s. I used to go run the seawall. We have a seawall in Vancouver. I used to run it all the time. I used to go run different trails and lakes. It was more of a social thing with girlfriends. And I kind of just stopped running. But he's like this ultra marathon um, 
runner who runs like 100 miles. I think he did something, I could be quoting this wrong, but I think he did 800 miles eight weekends in a row. Like that, this is crazy stuff. So anyways, I kind of stopped running, but after listening to this book, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start running, not to, you know, be an ultra marathon runner or a marathon runner, but just to switch up my workout routines a little bit. I'm like, I'm going to dedicate just one day a week to running. And I started on the treadmill and I was like, okay, let's just, you know, you haven't really ran in a while. Let's just do six, a speed six for 10 minutes. So I was on the treadmill, I was running, running, running. And I was like, wait, I was like 10 minutes. I'm like, what you can do more than that this is, I thought about the 40% rule and I was like girl even though I hadn't run in a while right like I do other forms of cardio like more hit training and stuff like that and I will do the elliptical or the stairs from time to time but I don't really run so I'm like okay David Goggins was in my head I'm like Marja let's go stop being a little b-i-t-c-h and because I'm like for 10 minutes you can do more than that so I believe I ran for 30 minutes and I didn't stop so that's where what he says in the book also is there's no special people there's only special minds and that stuck with me too so I'm like you think you're done at 10 minutes because you know I'm giving myself and of course you know you have to do inventory on your health and where you are at but for me I am pretty active and I'm like okay you do other forms of cardio you do other forms of training you can do more than 10 minutes so I did it So my brain was kind of giving me that, you know, you're just starting out running. You can just do 10 minutes. And it's like he had that in my brain. Like for when you think you're done at 40%, you still have 60% to go. So that was just like one of the biggest takeaways. Anyways, I'm kind of going a little bit off topic here. But yeah, such a powerful audiobook. Highly, 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 highly recommend. So again, you're either improving your health, your fitness, your mindset, your awareness, your spiritual practice, or you're not. And ignorance, you know, people say that phrase, ignorance is bliss. And ignorance is not bliss. With science, technology, especially with nutrition health, I really want to want you to consider to be open to change and accept new concepts. It's called evolution and being open to shifting your paradigm. I find the best coaches and mentors I've worked with are always the ones that are able to adapt to new ideas and more efficient ways to do things. You can't just put your head in the sand and ignore science and data because you're accustomed to doing something one way. Well, you can do that actually. Life is choice, but there is a big difference between just really not knowing and being ignorant. And I strongly believe when people know better, they do better. Imagine if we just never adapted to, to new technology with computers. Like computers 20 years 20 years ago, we would still be using like Motorola flip, flip phones. There would be no iPhones. So taking nutritional recommendations from 10 years, 20 years, even five years ago and not understanding your bio-individuality seems so crazy to me because it's the food you eat, the environment you are in, the thoughts you think, how often you move that determine your health. And we're going again a little bit off course here, but if you're the type of person 
that keeps on making excuses that you don't have time for why you can't work out or improve your nutrition or eat healthier and you know intuitively you have to improve your health. To be frank, excuses are like assholes. Everyone has one. So stop making excuses. Be real with yourself and make you a priority. I guarantee you, if you commit to improving your nutrition, you will show up better for yourself and to everyone else in this world. Why? Because you have better energy when you eat better food. Every single day, you will wake up with more vigor in your step. You will have so much more or less to complain about because you feel good, because your cells are producing ATP, because you are fired up, because you have enough energy to function on a daily basis. And if you're moving your body, if you're not moving your body and eating garbage foods and packaged crap and your nights consist of binging on Netflix and social media, I would ask that person, how happy are you? And maybe for some people, that's what they're used to and they're okay living their life in that quote-unquote comfort zone. But if you don't step out of what is familiar to you, you will never know how extraordinary your life could actually be. And again, if you're doing nothing and you're doing what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. And if you don't make any changes over the course of your lifespan, things are just going to get worse. And I don't care how old or how young you are. Every single person would perform better, as I said, as a human being with one thing, better energy. And how do we get better energy Well, we stop traveling down the same road metaphorically every day. And I gave this analogy to my parents because I'm wanting my dad to reduce his carbs. And you know, my dad is 74 years young. And when you are that age, you have created habits and behaviors over the course of your entire life. So making nutritional changes can be, excuse me, a struggle can be like what we are doing this why like you're so people get so accustomed to their habits and meals and structure with nutrition so most people their primary fuel source is carbohydrates carbohydrates breakfast lunch dinner snack so the analogy goes like this say all your life you've been taking the same route to work you drive down the same road all the time every day okay every day there every day back over time the road just isn't well maintained. The pavement starts getting more bumps in the road. There's some potholes. It takes you longer to get to work over the years. It's only a single lane traffic. It starts getting more congested. It starts, you know, no one's maintaining this road. So it's starting to deteriorate. But you just continue taking this route to work because everyone takes this route and it's what you have been used to. Now, you hear this, there is this brand new highway that it's getting made. It's got multiple lanes. It's well kept because it's brand new. And instead of taking 30 minutes to get to work, it only takes you 15 minutes. So would you start taking the new highway? Of course you would. So this is my comparison to someone who is used to running off of carbs their entire life. It's the same metabolic pathway. Your body is 
consistently running off of glucose, consistently running off of sugar. Same road, same route. Your pancreas is always pumping insulin. And the pancreas can be like, whoa, we are pumping so much insulin all the time um, that your cells can become, you know, insulin resistant, which is referred to as type 2 diabetes. So pancreas is always pumping, pumping, pumping. And then, you know, the cells are like, yo, you keep on knocking on my door and I'm so tired of you knocking on my door insulin. I'm just, you know what, I'm not going to open the door. And so your blood sugar stays high and elevated and that is, you know, worst case scenario, type 2 diabetes. So we want our cells to be insulin sensitive. And what that means is when we eat carbohydrates, our cells are like, okay, there's insulin, we're going to let you in and we're going to bring the blood sugar down to a normal level. We don't want insulin resistance. And what happens is carbohydrates, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, insulin can get overworked cells can become non-responsive and when someone is type 2 diabetic generally what they take is insulin they take more insulin and it's like let's get to the root of this issue let's stop eating so much carbohydrates this can be managed by dietary changes to stop having insulin secreted so many times throughout the day so when you take the highway Essentially, you're going into ketosis using a different metabolic pathway, aka route, to utilize fat for fuel. So my role as a nutritionist is to guide, coach, and educate clients about nutrition and, you know, to get you off that janky old route all the time, let's get you on the highway. And when you take time off traveling down that old old route, when it, there's not as many people on it, when it's not as congested, then, you know, there's time to do maintenance on that road and repair it and help support your insulin and your pancreas. And I think it's very naive to think our bodies are only supposed to run off one fuel source. If you look at our ancestors, they were hunters and gatherers. They would kill an animal, they would have that animal for I don't know how many days, but they would eat that animal and then they wouldn't have food. Their bodies would go into ketosis. And then if it was, I don't know, the spring or summer, they'd have like more berries and stuff like that. They weren't constantly being fed carbs like all throughout the day. So our bodies are designed to use both metabolic pathways and I truly think metabolic flexibility is the key to longevity, feeling good, taking control of your biology and taking more agency over your metabolism. So as I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to give you three tips to make the time because you do have the time to improve your health, improve your nutrition, improve your fitness. So tip number one, look at your schedule and carve out times of the day you can commit to either learning about nutrition or scheduling a workout. I always say if you don't schedule it, how can it be important? If you have a dentist appointment, if you have a hair appointment, you put it in your calendar, you put it in your iPhone, you, if you're old school and you put it in your notebook, right? Schedule it or else it won't be important. And these what are what I refer to as process goals and non-negotiables. So if you don't work out at all, say you're not working out at all, it's probably not the best idea to schedule six workouts during the first week, right? We want to create these process goals, which are easy for you to 
obtain and don't cause you too much stress. So maybe aim for, okay, if your first, you know, first week working out, aim for maybe two workouts, 15 minutes, 10 minutes even, okay? Start off and then gradually increase it. So next week, maybe say you started off at 10 minutes, this week maybe you're going to move up to 15, okay? Third week, maybe you move up to 20 or maybe you add another day in. So instead of two days of working out, it's three days of working out, right? Adding things into your schedule which are not overwhelming. People have so many things in today's society to be be overwhelmed with and you know, that's a choice. You can choose to be overwhelmed or you can choose to look at things from a different perspective but you know, Add things into your schedule which you are capable of achieving. Small changes that don't feel hard is the motto. Tip number two, look at your screen time. How much time are you spending scrolling on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Googling stuff? Usually mindless stuff. An hour online can go by really, really, really quick, right? So look at your screen time. A lot of people may spend anywhere from two to four hours online doing BS, right? And if you could swap out, say your screen time is four hours, let's try to reduce that to two or one. Like think how much you could get done. If you're at work and it's like a really slow day, four hours can feel like 40 hours, right? But if you're just like, lounging, watching Netflix, binging on something, four hours can go by with a blink of an eye. So let's look at actually how much time you are spending on mindless social media and technology. Take some of that time. You know, if I told you to do an hour of meditation, you don't meditate, that's going to be like, heck no, that's going to be way too overwhelming. But can you commit to five minutes of meditation? five minutes, even two minutes. That will help support your nervous system. That will help support your entire body. Just doing some deep breaths. Again, starting out with small changes that don't feel hard, right? And again, you know, looking at Netflix and streaming shows, right? There's so many now. There's Disney Plus, there's Netflix, there's Amazon. And, you know, three or four hours can go by really quick. But put that into pers- put that into perspective of like, that could be half of your workday. And think about how productive you could be in those four hours at work and then you're just spending four hours on your butt on the couch. You could go for a walk. You could go for a hike. You could be working out. You could be doing a yoga class. You could be meditating. You could be with real people in real life, not just on technology, right? So take inventory on your habits. Um, What I do is I listen to audiobooks and stretch a few times a week in the evening before bed. So instead of, you know, unwinding or watching TV at the end of my day, and I do do that still from time to time, but I make a conscious effort two days out of the week that I stretch and I listen to an audiobook. A, I'm sharpening my mind, and B, I'm strengthening my body, um, elongating my muscles, opposed to watching mindless stuff on TV and just lounging on the couch. And then tip number three, get an accountability partner whether it's your husband, your wife, your friend, your sibling, plan healthy things together, you know. Instead of going for cocktails on Saturday night, let's do a yoga class. Let's make this commitment to each other. We're going to do one yoga class a month together. A, you're going to be, you know, feeling that social connection. And B, you're going to be 
you know, you're going to be lengthening those muscles and see you're going to be incorporating a spiritual practice or go for a hike. You get what I'm saying, right? Like make health part of your social aspects opposed to you just being isolated and doing it on your own. Another thing you can do is hire a health coach, a nutritionist, or be a part of a community. There's so many communities online because feeling supported and understood is so damn important and if you're communicating with like-minded people who understand what you're going through, it's going to increase the likelihood of you being successful. But again, what it comes down to is you. I love the saying, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink, right? You have to be the captain of the ship. You have to be the director of your life. You have to want to make this change. All the motivation and coaching won't mean anything if you actually don't want to change. And you are the only person that can say yes to yourself and truly commit to improving your health. So that is everything for this week's episode. Thanks so much for hanging out and spending time with me. And the last thing I want to really enforce and get you to remember is you do have the time, you do have the time, and you do have the time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel you got some extra value from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could head over to Apple Podcast or whatever service you're listening to this podcast on, drop a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Doing this really helps more people like yourself find the podcast. And if you're not already following me on social media, right now is the time. You can find me on Instagram at Marja Chow for all your nutrition tips, tricks, and inspiration, or visit my website at fatfueledfemale.com where you can download my free seven-day keto meal plan with recipes. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you next week.